So what are we going to do today is talk about the next week. Uh, but because there is so much activity is happening this week that is actually going to be influencing the rest of the month, maybe the rest of the next six months, it is important to try to focus on that specifically. As some of you have noticed, I've definitely paid attention to it. Um, I almost replaced my phone yesterday and discovered that it wasn't necessary. Obviously, I'm using it right now. But anyway, this is the Mercury retrograde pre-retrograde shadow. So we are now in the midst of the shadow. Enjoy the shadow because within four days it will stop being a shadow, which is great. I know it doesn't sound great. And we're going to move into actual stationary, which is the worst, and then retrograde, which is kind of worst, and then again stationary, which is worst, and then shadow, which is not as bad. And by May 31st, we should be freed uh, from the cobs and the webs of... Um, Mercury retrograde. So yes, we are heading towards a period that could be a little bit intense, the combination of retrogrades and the combination of the eclipses are pretty intense, especially these eclipses. Now, I don't know, I think that maybe it's designed from above or something, intelligent design as some people believe, because what we have this week is a pretty intense a like I told you, eclipse. We have a solar eclipse coming first, and we have a lunar eclipse. They always come together. Uh, they have to. They're kind of married. The solar, which is more masculine, and the, and the lunar, which is more feminine. But because the eclipse is happening literally 29 degrees 54 uh, Aries, which is right on the border, 29.54. So think about it. We have in every degree 60 minutes. So it's uh, six more minutes, and we're in the different sign. We're, it's right on the border between Aries and Taurus, this solar eclipse, which again is very intense. Remember, we already had a new moon in Aries uh, taking place before. It was on the 21st, if you remember, right on the equinox, on the spring equinox in the Northern Hemisphere. We explained that that's a very important thing for this year because the biblical new year, the new moon in Aries, and the astrological new year, the equinox, when the day and the night are equal, converge together, making this year, and this year I'm talking from this equinox, 21st of March 2023, to the 21st of um, March 2024. That's the astrological year. This astrological year that is taking place mostly in 2023 is a very powerful year of change. The reason why? Because of the conversion of these two calendars, the masculine and the feminine, the lunar and the solar, the yin-yang, happening right on the equinox when the day and the night are supposed to be equal. It's a very celestial uh, kind of equality theme, which we always talked about, especially in the context of 2023, being that Pluto is moving into Aquarius, freedom, liberty, and um, whatever comes with it, right? Um, freedom, liberty, and equality, right? That's very much that equinox theme. And Pluto in Aquarius happened last time, 250 years ago. We talked about it, the French Revolution, when these kind of concepts spread all over the world. So we are in a similar circumstances this year. Now, why do we need Mercury to go back and forth right when the equinox, oh, sorry, when the eclipse is happening? Because the eclipse is happening on 29 degrees Aries, zero zero degrees Taurus because of um, the fact that the literal the, the eclipse that pushes things really faster that um, focuses our energy is going to be on the border 
So it's kind of weird. An eclipse on the border, you know, eclipses, I told you, push forward things. So imagine instead of me pushing forward the person, I'm kind of standing between two people and with this hand pushing the Taurus and in this hand pushing the Aries. So I'm pushing them together. It's going to be kind of weird. They're probably going to go like this, both of them bump into each other, uh, get really pissed. And then I'm kind of confronted with Taurus, who is a really bullish kind of person and Aries, which is aggressive and, and maniac sometimes. Both of them looking at me and who are you pushing? Are you talking to me? You know, so that kind of celestial, are you talking to me? is happening to us in what four days in april 20th so the fact that mercury is going to be stationary you know what maybe it's even better because at least he's going to be standing there not uh, moving in and joining the fray you know what i mean he's like going to be there but then again if you think about it uh, the messenger the communicator is not going to be there because he's stationary he's kind of closed the office right when a uh, we're going to have this eclipse pushing forward Aries, I am, and Taurus, I have. What do you have? I don't know. What do you have? I don't know. Who are you? I don't know. You asked me first. You know, so all of these kind of questions of I am and I have are going to be triggered. And we're not going to have Mercury um, translating, being able to facilitate, being able to create a compromise. So what you're going to see a lot in the world are people getting even more stubborn, more positioned in their place. Not only that, because Taurus is a fixed earth sign, it's going to force us to cement ourselves in the ground while Aries is holding up the uh, you know, fists ready to punch. So we have aggression and we have stubbornness. We have the need to push forward. Aries just want to launch and... Taurus being the gravitational forces that refuse the demand of the rocket to reach the moon. So that's what we have this week. So first of all, you can't control launches of uh, uh, spacecrafts into uh, space. They just launched one, I think, what, two days ago for the moons of Jupiter. Thank God it went all well because Mercury still is in shadow. But the great thing that they've done it before Mercury goes retrograde, before the eclipses, if they would have waited a little bit longer... It would have been a disaster. So what I'm saying on a personal level, you could have some kind of, um, let's say, say of what's happening. So refrain from being very stubborn. Somebody's trying to tell you, well, well, why don't you just, you know, just have milk instead of, I don't know what, um, soy. Don't be stubborn, okay? Or if you are feeling that you are in need to push forward, yes, push forward, but try to push forward with a steady pace instead of like really strong in the in the beginning and then lose lose steam that's not Taurusy. that's aries so you're trying to combine the tendencies of aries which is right now push the most go for it and if it doesn't work i don't know what you're gonna do to the taurus energy that is constant slow moving forward you know like a bull so you're trying to put together these archetypes, the archetype of Taurus, which again is a fixed earth sign that is very creative, very connected to finance, actually, very connected to self-worth, to your talents, to your skills, to your abilities, to um, uh, the, even to being able to hold the, the, the ceiling so they don't fall on us, right? We talked about Taurus being a fixed sign, which means that they are part of the walls that keep uh, the skies up from you know, crashing into the earth. You're trying to combine that with the need for movement from Aries. And again, it is not easy. And that's why I always told you that signs that are next to each other, you know, the sign that is uh, a, 
The sign that is before you is the sign you're trying to push forward. That's what Aries is trying to do to Taurus right on this eclipse, while Taurus, uh, to the sign before, is trying to get Aries off their back. So that's how all the time the signs work. So now what we have is a pretty powerful eclipse happening right on the border, officially in Aries, but you know it's 29 degrees 54. It's almost like standing uh, where it says, uh, welcome to Mexico, just uh, one centimeter away from where the sign is and saying, I'm in America and trying to curse Mexicans. You know, it's not going to work. So the idea is that you are now at the border, that we are at the border between the lands of Aries, which is the land of, let's say, Sparta, to the land of Taurus, which is the land of luxury and chocolate and um, the five senses. So it is between Mars, Aries, and Venus, Taurus, Mars, war, Venus, peace. And think about all of that dynamic. We talked about it, I think, a few times here, that that, that duality, or not duality, you can say that borderline between Aries and Taurus, that Aries needs to fight for what we believe in, right? Aries is I am. That's what we believe in. But Taurus wants to fight for our ability to actually be, meaning that food, economy, the ability to pay the rent, the ability to have money, you know, nurturing ourselves, being able to sustain our body. That's the domain of Taurus. So Aries wants war. Taurus says war is bad for business. Sorry, war is bad for money. I ain't going to go to war. Well, Aries doesn't care because we need to defend what we believe in, right? Because Aries flag is I am, while Taurus flag is I have. So this week, on a personal level, is trying to put you together those two words, those two aspects of you, your identity and your skills, your uh, what, who you are and how you can sustain yourself. And I always give the example, you know, when we were in Israel, they taught us this uh, a proverb or whatever you want to call it, a short story of uh, the old Chinese. And maybe in China, they talk about it in Israel. You know, like there is an old Israeli that um, um, got paid one penny or one shekel for his work. And he took that shekel and he bought for half a shekel a, a, a piece of bread so he can live. And with the other half shekel, he brought a rose, which is interesting. It's the, it's the flower of Aries and it is a flower, which means that it's Taurus so that he has a reason why he lives, right? So that's precisely our story, that old Chinese, or according to the Chinese version, maybe the old Jew, that uh, divided his income into two, the reason why to live and the ability to live. So that's what's going on right now. And you'll see it happening everywhere around us. It's interesting also that I think, at least here in America, it's going to be really interesting. And I think it will influence the whole world. What's happening with uh, the trial of Fox News that's starting right on Monday, right before the eclipses. I really hope, and not because I really disrespect um, Fox News and everything they stand for, but I'm just really hopeful for the rest of the world that they're going to get it really, really strong and that they're going to have to really pay a lot of money and even get bankrupt, inshallah, because it will discourage other people who are lying you know, in TV to not do it again. For example, in Israel, there's a new Channel 14, which is called the Patriot Channel, which is spewing lies left and, and right. And they're basically mimicking Fox News completely. They're right-wing, they're ultra-religious, they're lying there all the time, and now it became the mouthpiece of Netanyahu, which everybody knows in Israel and out, he's a liar. So the idea is that if uh, something happened here in America and it becomes bigger than life, uh, like 
putting down Fox or at least making Fox accountable for what they say, then it's going to spread probably all over the world. The same way that the format of lies are beneficial, lies make money that benefited um, all the rest of these uh, people, you know, places like Poland or places like Russia and places like Hungary that uh, don't have any more um, media, free media because of that. So hopefully we can uh, get things done this um, um this week with the eclipse. So what the eclipse is going to do again is determine I am and I have and how we can put them, those two things together. The Mercury retrograde is going to make us, first of all, stop in order to think, stop in order to reassess the situation. You know, when you're you know, you're driving someplace and you're starting to notice, uh, maybe I'm projecting, this doesn't look familiar. I mean, this is definitely not looking familiar. So what you're going to do is you're not going to drive faster. You're probably going to stay, I mean, hopefully, uh, get off the road, go to the side, stop, stop. First of all, let's stop because we're going the wrong direction. Let's open map. Let's open an astrology chart. Let's open, I don't know what, see where we are, where we're we going to be. Okay, we need to make some adjustments. That's the stationary. So when we have Mercury retrograde, before we retrograde, before we go back even to the highway to decide where we're going to go, let's stop, reevaluate the situation. Where are we? Who are we? What do we believe in? What are our talents? What is the car we're driving? Okay, great. Where do we want to go? That's what's happening to us April 20th and 21 when Venus is, when Mercury is stationary. Where is he stationary? In Taurus. So again, it is all about Taurus. Where's the North Node, which is the sign of fate? Well, uh, Taurus. Where is Uranus, the awakener, the crazy guy? Uh, he's in Taurus. Okay, and the sun? Well, from May 20th, uh, April 20th, it's in Taurus. So we are Taurus out, in a sense. So we'll definitely have to be careful not to be too stubborn, not to be too stuck in our ways. So that's what we have this week. We have to... On um, uh, the Mercury stationary, which is April 20th, 21, it affords us the ability to sit there, be stationed, do a lot of meditation, be still and know that I'm God. Remember that scene from Psalm and really decide where are we? Are we lost? No, you're on the right road. Just continue going. Okay, let's move. So April 20th, 21, time of reflection, time of figuring out uh, where we are and what we want, you know, and again, one of the things you can do as an exercise on April 20th is write the word I am, write the word I have, and then fill it up, you know, like in tests when you're younger. Who are you? And don't put your name, you know, put something more that can describe who you are right now. Right now, I'm talking about this week. I am. You can write disappointed. You can write happy. You can write in love. You can write confused. Whatever it is, don't be afraid to, to be honest. So write I am and then put what adjective or what describes you, noun describes you. And then put I have. What do you have? And look at those two words because that represents how you are perceiving right now this eclipse that is again peaking on April 20th. Now, the story only begins on April 20th. April 20th is once upon a time in a land far, far away. That's your beginning. Um, there was a princess who was sleeping Okay, we are introduced to the characters. So on April 20th, 21st, you are getting this new moon solar eclipse. Solar eclipse usually affects much more uh, people who are active, 
people who are leaders, people who are self-employed, people who have more say on their own path. That's why traditionally it was associated with leaders and men. Men because they were the only one that could vote. Some of the men, depends on the color of their skin, depends where they were, etc. You know, their financial situation. But that's why solar eclipses, when astrology was discovered or was sorry, developed over the year, was associated with more masculine energy or more men. This year, I mean, the way I see it now, it doesn't make sense to say it, it's, it relates to men. It relates to maybe people who have more say about what I'm going to do tomorrow, which a lot of time is self-employed unless you're hired by yourself and you're a terrible boss and then you don't have anything to say about where you're going to go because you are going to tell yourself not to do it you know but the idea is that it does affect people who are more in charge so you could be working for a, a corporation but you're a president or you're a manager so the solar eclipse will affect you more the lunar eclipse is following up on may 5th of course two weeks after and this, solar eclipse, uh, this lunar eclipse coming on May 5th is extremely powerful. It is one of the most powerful eclipses we have in the year, the most important lunation. It is the full moon in, in, in May. And if you are following the Lord Buddha or if you're a Buddhist or if you're aware of some of the tradition of Buddhism, we are talking about the day that the Buddha was traditionally or Siddhartha was born. Siddhartha became a Buddha, enlightenment, and when the Buddha died. At the age of four, at the age of eighty, when he decided to take, according to the story, some poison dish instead of um, having one of his students do it, because he realized that he's eighty years old, and eighty is a great day, a great time to live. It's enough, you know. Two times forty, totally enough. So, it is a very powerful day. It's a day that, again, we don't know precisely if that was the actual day that he was born and so forth, but it doesn't matter. Mythologically speaking, it's the day of enlightenment. Why? Because the lunar eclipse is going to have the sun in Taurus, and the sun in Taurus is all about our bodies, survival, the five senses, when the moon is in Scorpio, death and transformation. So no wonder it is on the full moon in um, Scorpio, the sign of magic, transformation, death and resurrection, that the Lord Buddha will attain enlightenment. So we all know that the Buddha had a sun in Taurus and the moon in Scorpio. And maybe what I'll do, I don't know if I have time to um, uh, talk about, yeah, maybe what I'll do, we, we can do something like that. I'll, I'll send it right away. Uh, on May 5th, we'll do a special class uh, to have a meditation, a meditation of enlightenment. So I'll send the information. I just made it up now. So we'll do it uh, on May 5th. It's two weeks. Yeah, let's see if we can make it happen. May 5th, where am I? I am in New York. So we'll figure it out. And anyway, the eclipse on uh, May 5th is very, very important. It is representing a death and a resurrection. So this solar eclipse coming April 20th, you're going to say, who are you? Who are you? In May 5th, they're going to kill you. So that you can become somebody new. I know, it's for two weeks, you're going to be somebody and then kaboot, you're going to be somebody else. But the idea is to pay attention to what's happening above and to try to connect it to the below. That's as above, so below. That's the origin and the most important thing about astrology. That's why we have astrology. So again, what do we have in the next two weeks? This week, May, April 20, 21, stop, stand still. Not a good time to start anything. If you need to start anything, do it before. Even do it in Mercury retrograde. It's better than doing it with Mercury stationary. Okay, Mercury stationary, it's a time of reflection. It's a time to stand still. 
It's a time to enjoy nature. It's um, April 20, 21. Yeah, it's just before Earth Day on the 22nd, uh, which is kind of interesting because earthquake is always celebrated on Taurus, which is the planet, I mean, the uh, sign of Mother Nature. Some even astrologers consider Earth to be the real ruler of Taurus instead of Venus. So anyway, April 20th, 21, stand still, be quiet, find out who you are and what do you have. Then Mercury starts going retrograde in Taurus. So you're going to be able to go inward and maybe re-examine or rediscover or unearth or mine some kind of your ancient talents. Maybe talents you had when you were 7 years old, 12 years old, 15 years old. Maybe you loved playing, uh, playing soccer when you were 15 and organize some group of friends and start playing it. Or maybe you were totally into tango. Maybe it's a good time for you to start going back to tango. Maybe you're really into guitar. Okay, start taking private classes in guitar or pick up a guitar and start playing. So the idea is that because it's happening during Mercury retrograde, this eclipse and the eclipse has to do a lot with talents and your self-worth and your... Um, how you see yourself, this is a great time to go back Mercury retrograde during the Mercury retrograde, which is basically April 22nd to May 5th, May 13th. That's a great time to go back. May 5th, we have the lunar eclipse, a time to meditate, basically, to kill whoever you were in order to give birth to somebody new. And then as the Mercury goes uh, direct on 15 until the 31st yes we have the post retrograde shadow but it's usually just to close some loose ends and uh, crosses across some t's and dot some i's and do whatever you need with your letters depending on your language so that you can be clear on may 31st to have a great time until july 22nd when we're going to start having venus retrograde and from the beginning of july where the shadow is beginning so anyway April 6, uh, 31st onward is great. April 16 onward is tolerable. Before that, kind of up and down, up and down, and some craziness. So anyway, let's look at what's happening uh, this week. Uh, so we can go one day after the other and see what we have. So first of all yes today also we have vesta moving into taurus was it today or did it come before um today so today on april 16 vesta moved into taurus she's gonna be there for a while it can be a little bit again i told you there's a lot of emphasis over taurus right now and too much taurus is like being too stuck and remember when there's too much not too much it's judgment it's judging already when there is a lot of planets or activity in one sign it's not that that sign is becoming a super sign it's the opposite it's what's happening is that the sign is leaking to the opposite sign so the opposite sign has to be growing in its importance in order to hold space for the other sign so what's happening when we have so much taurus energy coming our way we're going to have to activate our scorpio remember i told you may 5th the new moon the full moon sorry is going to be in scorpio and taurus so we're kind of preparing for that time and what makes it more interesting now is that until july 13 the north node what we have to learn and focus on is in taurus and the south node what we have to let go of is in scorpio so anyway this taurus scorpio has been very sensitive axis uh, since july uh, since december 2021 until july 2023 
So Vesta being in Taurus can be a little bit stubborn about traditional ways. So you're going to even see the Supreme Court. You're going to see um, other people, other actors that are traditional might be becoming more stubborn, more stuck in their way, unwilling to compromise. For example, this can be very detrimental to Israel, who is a Taurus. And it's really interesting that just now uh, they heard that they, um, the, the credit rating is starting to show or to basically uh, come out with, let, let's say, settlements about, oh, Israel is going the wrong direction. And that means basically that their credit ratings is going to go down. It's almost like a person who's uh, made some foolish mistakes with uh, whatever they bought or whatever they said, and their credit, their personal credit is going down. So now it's going to be harder to get a house or get a, a car, or you're going to have to pay more interest rate. So anyway, the fact that the Vesta moved into Taurus and Palestine is a Taurus, Israel is a Taurus, that's going to be a hard time over there because uh, remember we talked about the emphasis of Taurus and again, like I told you, Israel is coming to its birthday uh, very soon. I think, uh, what is it, in uh, two weeks or so and Palestine, like I told you, is going through her Saturn return. Israel is getting closer and closer to its Uranus return, and Uranus has returned to its sign. It's going on top of the sun, which is the leader, making the leader act crazy, which is totally obvious. But what I'm saying is that the talks that are happening right now uh, could go bad in Israel and also between Israel and Palestine. Just because of this Vesta, Vesta represents the hearth, the, the core a tradition, conservative energy, but sometimes it can get fanatical. And especially when it's in a fixed sign, I'm fixed, that's it. I don't want to hear you. I'm not hearing, I'm not hearing, I'm not hearing, I'm not hearing. That's very much Vesta in Taurus. So we have to be extra careful. Now, remember last week, I told you there is this a theme this week, which is very powerful, Mercury on top of Uranus, which happens once a year. And it talks about actually a lot of brilliance. Um, brilliance that come across financially can come across as ideas of how you can make better money or more money, uh, especially if you can do anything with e-commerce, technology, innovation, startup, thinking outside of the box, e doing something that is funny or something that awakens people like alarm clocks. You know, I'm saying something that, you know, even if it's a book, maybe that book will awaken people. Maybe it's a business that can awaken uh, people that's gonna be very very good for you especially now now remember everything that's happening around the eclipses are pushed forward it doesn't matter what you're being uh, not not you're being naughty or you're being nasty it's gonna get worse you're being very kind you're gonna it's gonna get roast they strong somebody asked how long it's gonna be in Vesta uh, let's check it's Vesta it's gonna stay there Oop, until she's gonna move into Vir El Gemini, which is going to happen in June 23rd on the first day of Cancer on the equinox, eh, sorry, solstice. So you can go back to the solstice. Uh, that's going to be until it moves into solstice. Then it, in the solstice, the 21st or so of July, it's going to be moving back, uh, not back, but into Cancer, which is uh, into Gemini, which is a uh, completely different energy because Gemini is a mutable sign. It's going to make it much easier for people to communicate and get along with each other. So, um, today it's moved into Vesta until the solstice and it is going to be there, what, almost two and a half months, a little bit more stuck, a little bit more stable. That being said, if you want to um, make your house beautiful, Taurus's beauty, design, art, colors, 
And Vesta is the hearth, this kitchen, the home. If you want to do something nice for your home, this is actually great three months for that. Just be careful of the Mercury retrograde. Now, Jupiter, uh, sorry, we're tomorrow, Monday. Uh, we have, what do we have tomorrow? We have a beautiful, no, not so beautiful. Um, I'm looking at, yeah. Tomorrow we actually have the moon touching Neptune. Moon, The moon is now in Pisces. Very good for meditation, intuition, mysticism, dance, movement. Especially because today, tomorrow, Monday, and Monday, yeah. Monday the moon is going to be on top of Neptune. Instinct, intuition, gut feelings. A lot of connection to poetry, movement, anything that you get, messages you get tomorrow, Monday on the day of the moon where the moon is conjunct, uh, Neptune sending a beautiful trine to uh, Minerva, the goddess of wisdom. You literally have a lot of mystical backup, uh, a lot of, uh, you can say, connection to spiritual leaders, to spiritual uh, advice, to your guardian angels, whatever you want to call it. It flows really, really well. So tomorrow is a very mystical day. I'm not saying you can't do anything besides that. It's just that that will be the best to focus on. What we're having in Tuesday is the beginning of the official conjunction of Neptune and Uranus. Sorry, Mercury and Uranus. That's going to last this whole week. I told you it's once a year. It's about brilliance, technology, innovation. Any ideas, however far-fetching, that you think that even might be too sci-fi, write them down if you get them. Because maybe now you're not going to do anything with it. And maybe in five years, it will be the right time. So anything that could be related futuristically to how you can make money, ideas for the future. Oh, I can use the chatbot to do this. Great. You can't do it right now because it's not in that level yet. But maybe in five, six years, you could. So put it down in writing. Don't underestimate the messages you might get on Tuesday. Maybe even starting Monday with your intuition. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's going to be more with your mind or with your... uh, um, intellect. The moon is moving into Aries on Tuesday, which is interesting. Aries is ruled by Mars. Tuesday is Martes, the god of war. Um, I know that, you know, something that you could do is watch some movies about or, or activate your inner warrior. I think that uh, The Last Kingdom came out in Netflix and I know there was a big scandal for a lot of people because two guys kissed each other. I don't know which character it is. I haven't, I mean, I love uh, that period of time, the ninth century in England. And um, I read the books and I watched all of the TV shows. Not that I'm making any kind of uh, suggestions, but I saw that there was a backlash. Always there's a backlash for everything, but there was a backlash online about the character that is gay and some people decided to cancel Netflix. What I want to remind people is that Historically speaking, there is about 8 to 10%, uh, historically speaking, that we know of, that were gay, lesbian, or bisexual. Of course, it's probably way more because most people don't like to talk about it. It's not like uh, it's people who are very proud of it or happy about it. It's not that easy, you know, obviously, to be very different, especially in a society that is very religious or fanatical. So if it's 10% of society that is gay, lesbian, and um, bisexual of course if you have a cast of 10 characters in a story one of them statistically speaking is gay or lesbian or bi or both so people should really back off from being thinking that if there is a character in a tv show or even two characters in a tv show that has maybe 20 characters throughout the five six seasons that are gay that is actually historically correct and it's not that netflix is trying to push an agenda i'm just saying out there if you have any friends that are um, idiotic enough to talk about it, at least you can have something to say to them. But anyway, 
I guess the Mars reminded me all of that. Uh, Mars in um, uh, Tuesday. So yeah, Moon in uh, Tuesday, April 18, is moving into Aries. And it's going to be coming closer and closer, obviously, to the eclipse because the moon is already moved into the archetype. It's going to be pushing forward in the solar eclipse. So Tuesday, the day of Martes, Mars, we have the moon in Aries, action, movement. Again, you have two days to do things or a day and a half before Mercury goes stationary. You know, he's there threatening to go stationary. He's going to go stationary just before he's going to hit Uranus. So that means that this conjunction of Mercury over Uranus is going to extend over into all the way up until June. And that's kind of interesting because it's going to really actually help science, help technology, help innovation. When Mercury is in Uranus, people are highly intelligent you know your iq go up so what's going to happen now mercury is coming very very close to uranus then he's going to start retrograding going away from uranus then he's going to be retrograding back or going directly back into uranus and then about mm, first week of uh, june he's going to be hitting mercury and uranus officially so that's why we have this kind of love affair mercury and uranus are now getting to know each other and they're falling in love they're gonna get a big fight and mercury is gonna go stationary stuck and say i i'm not gonna talk to you anymore then he's gonna retreat go to some ex-lover and then he's gonna come back and say sorry i actually like you much more than the other person and in june they're gonna celebrate their anniversary so anyway mercury uranus they're coming close to each other not hitting them precise but coming close so what we have on um, Tuesday is the moon in Aries. It's all about action. It's about movement. It's about uh, making things happen, initiating things. Just be a little bit careful because what we have on April 18 and 19 is what we call mutual reception. One of the most beautiful things. We talked about it here many times. We have the moon, the ruler of cancer in Aries and Mars, the ruler of Aries in cancer. So remember, Mars in cancer doesn't like it there. He's fallen. <laughs> okay, this is kind of funny because right when I said he doesn't like it there and he's fallen, uh, my phone fell. Anyway, it's just uh, affirmation, I guess. Thank God it didn't break the uh, during the affirmation, but it did affirmation. I told you my phone is acting out. So the mutual reception is just putting together these two archetypes of action and emotions. So action, Aries, I am. Cancer, emotion, I feel. So again, to make it even more intense, on Tuesday and Wednesday, we're preparing for this lunar activity by acting according to what you feel and feeling about what you act. So you can act and feel. Feel and act. Act. Feel. Feel. Act. So it doesn't have to be two different things. You know, nothing to do with words. Get words out of the way. Even though Venus is in Gemini, she's squaring Saturn. She's having a hard time. So that's why we've been having maybe if you had a, on this weekend, maybe even Monday, a little bit of difficulties in relationship is because Venus and um, uh, Saturn are squaring, especially relationship with people who are older than you could be a little bit more challenging in the next uh, week and has been already for the last two days. So the moon moving into Aries is actually very good for Venus. So Venus is going to get some energy uh, from the moon. It means that for women, uh, we have Tuesday, Wednesday, really good time to hang out with women, for women to hang out with women. Um, it's a great energy, a connection between younger women and older women. And it's kind of interesting because Saturn and Mars, the, ma the younger men and the men, 
uh, are also having a good time. So it's just a period on Tuesday where there could be something nice artistically. There could be something even nice financially. The moon is also sending great energy to the black moon. So uh, that will also be pretty uh, powerful. So in that sense... Uh, we have a, a day where you can achieve things on Tuesday, which is great because we need any days that we can achieve things. And on Wednesday, April 20th, you can see the moon there touching on top of Chiron. Old wounds from early childhood could be a little bit more difficult to you on um, on Wednesday just because we have the uh, Chiron on top of the moon. Maybe some issues from early childhood, like I said, physical, maybe some mother image or mother women or women that are like your mother image, mother figure that could be a little bit more wounded. But it's kind of interesting because the moon is going forward and applying itself to Jupiter and to the sun. And the moon on top of Jupiter, which is happening Wednesday, and again, Mercury is not retrograde. A great time to do something with real estate, family, home, even buying something. So Wednesday is not a bad day for buying something, to do something uh, that you need to before April 20th comes and we have to kind of shut down the, the store. So again, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday are great day to make things happen, to achieve things, to push things forward. There is a, hardly any opposition. There is no oppositions that are very significant. The only thing on Wednesday, because the moon is squaring Mars, that there could be some aggression, some unnecessarily... Um, fighting things um, so be a little bit more careful so we're talking about april 19 on wednesday we have the moon coming closer and closer to the sun almost touching the sun so you can say it's almost a new moon but the moon is going to be on top of jupiter before she touches the sun and when the moon applies to jupiter it's usually good gifts in connection to real estate home family nurturing being taken care of taking care of other people and again, because we are in Aries season, it's all about action and movement. And what's happening on April 20th is uh, the actual new moon. You see that we're moving to Taurus in April 20th. But if I want to be absolutely precise to see when is the new moon, when is the eclipse, I have to move it to um, minutes. And then some of you guys can see this. Maybe minutes is uh, too slow. Maybe hours is too fast. Um, I'm trying to get the pinpoint of that eclipse. Yeah, we're talking about 29 degrees uh, Aries. Let's get into the minutes now because some of you Virgos would like to know that. Yeah, so if we look at precisely when is the new moon in, in universal time, which is not London time because London is minus one. Um, we're talking about the actual eclipse happening on Oopla. I'm trying to be precise and it takes time to be precise yep so we're nope we're talking about 29 degrees 50 minutes uh, Aries which is 5.13 a.m. in London time um, I guess, uh, yeah, 5.13 London, so in the middle of the night. So you can calculate around 5. And again, it's 29 degrees, 50 minutes, and the Sabian symbol is a duck pond, and it's brood. So imagine a little duck and a little ducklings uh, quacking behind, hopefully in line. Um, 
I don't know what it can help you with. This symbol is kind of weird, but who knows? Maybe you'll see a duck or something you represent, a duck or somebody who's called duck. But the idea is that the eclipse, as you can see, is 2950 Aries. If you want to see when that uh, moon would have moved into, or let's say when the sun would have moved into Taurus, we are talking about probably the moon would have moved into Taurus 15 minutes after the eclipse. And the sun would move into uh, Taurus that same day. Um, yeah, about three hours later, three, four hours later. So it definitely shows that there is uh, the eclipse is, is on the border, you know, literally on the border. So um, what else do we have? No, that's not the right one. Share... No, where is it? I dropped it. So if we go to Thursday, days. So Thursday is the actual 20th. So the 20th, again, very, very powerful time. Again, because of the eclipse, you can see the North Node is 4 degrees Taurus. The eclipses are 29 degrees Taurus. So it's a pretty tight eclipse it's only four degrees away and you can see that the big s is formed on mercury this s is not for superman it is for stationary mercury so stationary mercury is starting on thursday right on the eclipse so what it means to me is that the eclipse effects are kind of stuck there they're gonna stay that's what i meant by six months usually eclipses last for six months but when this eclipse happens right on the Mercury stationary, it's gonna last for a while. So don't forget that the year started with Mars retrograde and it's gonna end with Mercury retrograde. So this is a very retro year. So again, we have Mercury stationary. You see 15 degrees Aries. Remember at Taurus, remember we said that 15 degrees is the pure of the sign. It's like the um, pure force or pure essence of the sign, and that's 15 degrees. Mercury is going to start retrograding 15 degrees, and it's also going to go and move out of the 15 degrees only in May 30th, which means that the shadow after retrograde will be until uh, May 31st. So May 5th, uh, April 15th, that's kind of the, uh, sorry, May 5th, uh, Taurus, 15 degrees Taurus is like the border of the retrograde, and Mercury in retrograde Taurus is five of discs in the tarot card which is called worry so you definitely are going to have to deal with what are you worried about what is your worry you know what are you concerned about uh, that's basically the mercury in taurus in the other sense mercury in taurus could be very beneficial because mercury is communication marketing sales taurus is money art design colors so those two aspects can work together pretty well and also we have another mutual reception it's mercury who is the ruler of gemini is in taurus while venus the ruler of taurus is in gemini so we definitely have a longer lasting uh, mutual reception a mutual reception is again good communication between archetypes in this case we're talking about the archetype of taurus i have and gemini i think or i communicate so stationary on Thursday, try to avoid doing anything significant, even though it's a new moon in Taurus and a new moon in Taurus, and you know, the moon in Taurus is exalted. So you want to use it in this case, bask in it, but don't do anything with it if possible. 
And then again, Friday, we still have, you see the Mercury retrograde turn, stationary turn red because it's going to start retrograding. And the moon is touching Mercury and touching Uranus on Friday. So Friday is a very powerful day for anything to do with an awakening of your emotions. There is something interesting happening on Friday, whether you like it or not, even though it's stationary, uh, there is something awakening our emotions, awakening our talents, awakening our connection to home and family. It doesn't necessarily mean that if you awaken, you should immediately go to work. You know, you awake, you take your coffee, you go on a straw, you know, you, sometimes people go on a run. So it doesn't mean you have to wake up and immediately do it. You could be awakened into a new reality, awakened into some new ideas or thoughts that you can accomplish after Mercury goes retro, goes direct, like we said, May 16. Or you can um, use this to awaken something that you want to do and finish by May 16. Because you can't start things in Mercury retrograde if you don't need them to last more then after the Mercury goes direct, meaning that if you are a project that lasts a week, that lasts three days, that lasts two weeks, that's great. You can start doing it in Mercury retrograde. There's no problem. And the best time to start it will be this Friday because of that new moon emphasis, because of the moon being on top of Uranus, especially again with innovation, technology, e-commerce. Um, and Uranus is the awakener sitting on top of the moon, our emotional energy or home and family. Saturday, April 20th is Earth Day. And on that Earth Day, we have the moon on top of Vesta, which is great, on top of the North Node, which is what we need to learn. So from December 20, December 2021 until July uh, 2023, we are supposed to learn more about Taurus. Taurus is finance. Taurus is money. Taurus is art. Taurus is Earth. So Mother Earth, April 22nd, Saturday, it's going to be a uh, very, very good uh, for that. Um, somebody asked here really quick about selling things. In Mercury retrograde, yes, you can sell things. You just have to be very careful that the actual person that promised to pay it will actually pay it. So if you can make sure that they have the means, that they have the uh, ability to do that, that's great. But for you to sell is great. For them to buy is terrible. So anyway... We have Earth Day when the moon is in Gemini. Maybe the Earth will communicate with us. Hopefully not through earthquakes and such, uh, but more kindly, maybe through the wind. But anyway, moon in Gemini. In Saturday, even though it is not maybe uh, it's weekend, so some people don't work, it's actually a good time for writing, communication, marketing, sales, networking. That's a great time for all of those things. So definitely... Um, you can use it and the fact that we have the sun, Vesta, Mercury, Uranus, Mercury and in the beginning of Saturday even the moon in Taurus does activate the Scorpio in us. So it's going to be a, a sexy weekend but a weekend that could be loaded also with death and transformation. So pay a little bit more attention and April 23rd uh, the moon is sitting on top of Jupiter and top of Venus which is great. Uh, for anything to do with relationships. So Sunday, next Sunday will be a great day for dating, a great day for art, design, relaxation, pampering yourself, especially the connection between, like I told you, art and um, communication. This whole, let's say, end of April, you can say the last two weeks of April, is all about the connection between art, creativity, and communication. So let's see if there are any questions, because what I want to do is uh, some people ask for more time for questions. So now I can see you guys over there in uh, live Instagram pretty well. If you have any questions, um, 
during retrograde don't start long-term projects yes don't start long-term project but you can start something that can last before mercury goes direct which is may 15 so anything you can start that you're going to finish by may 15 you can totally do in mercury retrograde just be mindful that other people are going through mercury retrograde right and again to remind you guys i'm going to be in new york april 29th until may 6th so if you want to have a reading in person definitely reach out uh, i have still some slots i'm going to be in uh, williamsburg and also on may 7 which is a sunday i'm going to do a whole a day class with laura day in woodstock so if you are around there or if you're in new york you should definitely come up the train get there woodstock is amazing at that time i always come to upstate new york during fall which is amazing and spring which is amazing so i'm kind of spoiled with uh, new england maybe i have some uh, good karma there but anyway definitely join us it would be a great class it involves astrology then we have a yoga class and then we have laura day doing her intuition and healing circles and um yeah let me know just email me if you want to do a reading in new york and in april in may 19 and 20th we're going to do also a class one of them is in la in person the other one is about numbers i think the mystery of numbers numerology so you can join from anywhere you are and also on may 5th i'm going to plan to do a workshop that will be about buddha his enlightenment and uh, a very deep meditation for the lunar eclipse um, that will plan for may 5th so let's see if there's any uh, any kind of questions um thank you for all the birthday um, wishes it's always good friday is the fifth yeah i think so i think so um which ducks make me smile is there anything specific we should be careful tuesday during mutual reception mutual reception is not necessarily scary or bad um it's it's a communication between two archetypes that might not have had communication before so that will be part of it L yeah any questions besides that what should consider when traveling during this retrograde you know not to be stubborn to be a little bit more flexible to take enough money not to spend too much money to make sure that you have the budget aligned these kind of things let's see yeah, so we are done with the questions. Thanks a lot again and have an amazing um, week. Let's see. The, yeah, the workshop on May 5th will be virtual. So no worries about that. And um, is it okay to send difficult person letters? Yes, if you can before April 20th, that would be great. Saying goodbye to most people that I can see uh, their image or their hand. Again, thanks a lot. Take care. This week is not easy and I hope to see some of you in person in LA and some of you in, in LA and in New York. And then in the summer, I'll be in Turkey, Switzerland, UK, Scotland also. I'm going to probably go to Finhorn, uh, Findhorn, if you know that place, Edinburgh. It's time to go back to my uh, past lifetime in the Highlands. Uh, so thanks a lot and good luck. Happy Eclipse!